How's it going, everybody? Tony here from Kapowcast, and we are bringing you a another Marvel recap. And of course, we're talking about Loki. And joining me today in the actual flesh next to me, this is not a green screen. This is real. Not a holograph. Is Christy, and joining me from the uh, the 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 his his throne of toys. Isn't that a there. store? It's a store. <laughs> what? That's a that's an online store, I believe. There <laughs> is, yeah. Actually, uh, we, no we are familiar. Like no non spawn. This is this is not sponsored. Is Mike? Mike is in his uh his sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I need a chair <laughs> like yours because I just have this old rickety wooden chair. It's okay. Same. I got the we got the poor oh, poor man's chair. <laughs> What's funny? What's funny here is that Mike actually has another one of my chairs at his house. It's in the currently. basement. I don't want to carry it up. I go. I have to carry up two flights of stairs. Before we get started, if you are not, make sure to hit that subscribe button and the bell for notifications, so that you are notified every time we drop a new episode of our podcast or anything else that we decide to release because we are inconsistent. Um, so, initial thoughts, Mike. What did you think of the first episode of Loki? I really liked it. I think that uh, I actually I've been saying I've been telling a few people already. Uh, I think this show has potential to be better than both Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision. It's for me right now. It goes like WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier. And I only say that because Falcon and Winter Soldier, though a good show, it had more of a paint by numbers feel to it you knew where it was heading where yeah, like division had that what's that for the whole marvel thing like the yeah it, it felt it like just, a marvel just synopsis. because of the the world and stuff it was set in it, it had a very a much more linear type mm-hmm. of story progression whereas wandavision was kind of going all over the place you had all these theories and that's kind of the same thing with loki it has all these weird and cosmic entities to it that makes it more fantastical and you can imagine it going more places than and that's what keeps you intrigued that's what keeps you wanting to coming back in tv shows is the intrigue of where is it going to go right and that's, i agree that's- I, yeah I, I definitely get that um for me i think falcon the winter soldier is still ahead by a little bit just because that first episode of falcon the winter soldier was like if your seatbelt wasn't on you were off the ride because you just flew out um, oh, I think but, you're wrong, and I'm going to leave. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean, and people like we we I, we've talked about this before, like way back in our old shows. Like you're such a, a black and white when it comes to like liking something. You either like it or you hate it. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, it was good. It wasn't as good as this or that. Or just, oh, you hate it? No, I didn't hate it. I just I, it wasn't as enjoyable to something like it doesn't mean yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like people, uh, some people like blue bloods and some people don't like blue bloods. So it's, it's, it's just, a, it's a little taste of everything. Um, by blue bloods, I mean the TV show with At, Donnie okay. Wahlberg. As was, okay. That was <laughs> a reference to our mother who is obsessed with the cop shows. Oh, <laughs> This is that's the way I test to see if she actually pays attention to what I do. Hey mom, comment Tom Selleck if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what did you what what were your thoughts, Christy? 
I agree. So it's got the same vibes as far as unpredictability as WandaVision, but it lacks kind of the action-packed start that we had with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But I still am extremely excited for it because just like Mike said, you truly do not know where this is going to go because there's so many different ways they can take it. Uh, And predicting where they're going to take it is part of the fun, I think, because I just, oh, it's so fun to sit back on Twitter and watch everyone theorize who the villain's going to be and who's going to show up. (laughs) It's very fun. And I'm, you know, I'm just here to sit back and just wait it out. I'm not going to guess anymore. I'm just going to wait. See, that's That's the way to go. That's what's ruined so many uh, fandoms and things is the uh, fan theorizing, fantasy theorizing. Like, that's kind of what really did the nail in the coffin for Star Wars for a lot of it. Yeah. Was the fan theorizing like Ray's going to be Obi-Wan's daughter or maybe she's this. And they're like, eh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not Jeez, as good shit. as what I had in my brain. So it's dumb. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Kind that's of the same a thing. He's 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 100% right. Like the theor- theorizations and all the like all the like what ifs and um, fan theories. And then you then you got like channels that are somewhat like ours that embrace those theories and it's just like no don't don't feed the culture like snuff it out yeah like it's fun to guess but at the same time you don't have to put it in the world i know it's controversial but every thought you have in your brain doesn't have to be put yeah into the public space yeah exactly as we sit here on the podcast yeah it's fine a long time ago i read something and this was like before like podcasts were a big thing and people were like i don't know if it was like a chat room or whatever they're putting their like theories for something and somebody commented, like, you know, now that you said it out loud, like, it's not going to happen. Like, if the company saw this, like, they wouldn't do it because then they have to, might have to credit you as as some kind of creator or this or that. Oh. And it's just kind of a reminder to, like, sit back and just be like, just enjoy it. Like, don't get too crazy with the fan theories. Although it can be fun, yeah. it can also be a detriment. Yeah. I think, like, back when, when we just talked behind the concession stand and amongst each other that was fine uh but when you create a world that's on the internet where anybody can share their thoughts it becomes like this giant mud puddle and you're just kind of just trying to swim to solid ground um listen i could tell you some things right now but i'm not going to get into it because you want to keep this short and snappy but (laughs) yes the internet has unfortunately given everybody in the world an opinion yeah yeah i see i go the the nostalgia route I just remember being a kid and watching TV shows and not like jumping too far into trying to figuring out and just enjoying it. So the pandemic has taught me to just like sit back and wait out and enjoy things. And so that's my approach with this now is because it's just so much more fun to just let Marvel direct it and not have your brain take a hold and really try to like control where it's going and then feel disappointment when it's not going where you thought it was going to just like get the excitement of finding out where it's going to be. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's exactly it. Is I know people in my personal life that will like want to sit there and talk about theories of the thing, and I'm I just I'm not about that. Like I just want to watch the show and enjoy it, and then the, discuss it. Like that's that's it. I don't care about like where it could possibly go, or if Mephisto is going to show up in this third installment of <laughs> of the Disney Plus shows. Like at this point i hope mephisto never shows up in any mcu <laughs> stuff just because because i'm a spiteful piece of shit <laughs> that's, i just that's think it's it. funny that everything is mephisto now yeah yeah the beetle in the desert mephisto yeah, it's mephisto 
But anyways, so what I told these guys was to bring their top three moments of um, the episode that they enjoyed the most, and we will discuss them openly. Uh, so we'll do ladies first. Mike, go ahead. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I feel like this is kind of a cop out, but and it's, it's kind of funny because we go back to talking about theorizing and, and I was kind of hoping they would do this. But I like that the, that it started out with like the whole part from Endgame, yeah, and also some like different things thrown in. Like that made it really feel like attached to the Marvel universe. Not that the other shows didn't, but just having that grad that transition, I think, was uh, a nice touch and made it feel like a real continuation of that character from that specific moment. That's yeah, I agree I with you. Like it, it. it it really helped to fully cement it in there because like the punt the punt for the show was directly at that point of in game. Mm-hmm. I mean they showed probably like what was it like five minutes of in in game footage in game footage. Uh there was some variations, but like for the most part you, you knew what the hell it was coming from. Um so yeah, you really kind of got okay, this is that was point A and now we're here at point B. So I, I do agree that was a that was a solid thing and to have the little kind of the different variations like his his cap impression when he changes in the cap like he does this like fucking little robot thing going on <laughs> and I was I was like okay like to me like as a storyteller like a visual storyteller like this is Loki's perception yeah where like Endgame was the Avengers perception so like the way I look at it is Loki sees himself doing this like really animatronic kind of like uh impression of cap but it comes across as the avengers is like a more of a snarky ordeal Uh, i totally agree i love seeing the different perspective of it and really kind of introducing us to how loki as a character is going to come across in this series uh we always know that he's this snarky guy but i think this series really fully pulled in just just exactly what we're dealing with yeah, I guess it's a good way to put it. Um, yeah, I, I liked seeing that side, and yeah, the cap impression is up there for my favorite scenes from uh, from this series so far. So, all right. So, what was what was your first moment that you uh, that you have in mind? I see you looking at my cheat sheet. Uh, so, my first moment is the TVA arrival and uh, kind of the waiting room with Miss Minutes, and this is a multifaceted. Uh, favorite moment because while it was also enjoyable to watch I also have to shout out our girl Tara Strong who voices Miss Minutes <laughs> and then I also have to shout out the Marvel marketing team who created a Twitter for Miss Minutes back in May with a bunch of little Easter eggs and a bunch of codes and stuff so if you read through it it's extremely interesting um, so yeah if you're out if you're Twitter go check out Miss Minutes uh, I highly recommend it. There's a bunch of different stuff. There's a couple of glitches that occur, and it's very fun to tie into the TV show and try to figure out uh, what what they're going to do with it because it's it's direct from the source, so it's not fan theories. But you can kind of <laughs> you know do the fun do the fun bit of trying to piece together the puzzle that they've got going on there. So multifaceted favorite moment. I am glad that you uh, you knew that it was Tara Strong. Heck yeah! I did not I, know that. I was sitting there in that scene and i was like that voice sounds really familiar like a, it uh, it's, so she officially I know. made the jump then huh she officially made the jump 
She did. Yeah. From DC to the MCU. I was trying to remember if she had done a jump before. Like in she maybe probably one. has. Her credentials are yeah easily Endless. 10 miles long. Yeah. yeah. She has she has uh, appeared in a movie with Jeremy Reiner already. So halfway there. Yep. Uh, the thing I love best about the Miss Minutes thing was uh, just how they're kind of going over to catch you up to speed. And it's like all this like exposition, but it doesn't feel like exposition. But also the fact that they're just like, yeah, there is a multiverse war. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? They just gloss over it. It's casual. <laughs> Can we talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. And just like how like now there's a sacred timeline. But then like all these thoughts are going through my head. I'm like. Well, wait a minute. At the end of Endgame, didn't Cap go against the timeline then? Shouldn't he be in trouble? And then the Avengers, when they did, and they're like, ah, nah, they meant to do that. They were supposed yeah. to. And they yeah. just explain away, just like, okay. The one line of dialogue fix. Exactly, yeah. That, that was supposed to happen. Exactly. Very much a cop out, <laughs> but it's it's fine. It, you know, we like those guys. They can do whatever they want. Cool. And here's Great. the thing, like, because... Uh, uh, Steph started re- reading some stuff off of like Twitter that people are finding like inconsistencies like well wait if this is that then how come in this you know stuff like that and I was like listen once you start getting into time travel and all that stuff you just have to forget it yeah. <laughs> all, all bets are off no rules I could I could poke a million holes in back to the future yeah but I'm not going to because yeah, but- I enjoyed the back to the future movies exactly but- yeah, but no, yeah, that uh, the Miss Minutes thing, that was that was enjoyable. I enjoyed that whole sequence, like that, not just Miss Minutes, but like how Loki kind of comes into like he he gets off that cocky pedestal of like I'm a god and kind of realizes like oh wait like none of that matters here like I'm pretty much mortal here and I should probably behave myself a little bit. Exactly, he suddenly starts to follow the rules. And as a side note on this, I have to. Uh to honor my friend Mary and ask why Tom Hiddleston gets a shirtless scene, but Sebastian Stan got zero shirtless scenes through all of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Shirtless scene? It was like a it was, was full on naked, but it was a nude scene. They it was taste tastefully naked. Didn't he have a shirtless scene in uh in uh Civil War when he when he was being wiped? Yeah. And also Wakanda, I guess you could technically Yeah. Uh, yeah, kinda. Yeah, as White Wolf was hanging out just with like a turban casually draped. Yeah. How did we get here? Versus a t shirt. You're welcome. <laughs> this is why I'm here. I lead us down these strange, dark side paths. It's fine. Oh, uh, Mike, so what was your number two moment? Uh very small moment, but that just kind of showed you like how much bigger this world has gotten is uh the drawer of infinity stones. Ow. <laughs> At, at I, first, I, like, when he opened and looked, and he said Infinity Stones, I thought he, they just looked like Infinity Stones. Yeah. And then when the guy's just like, oh, no, yeah, we got some of them. Some guys use them for paperweights. I'm just like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that really kind of, like, it, it, it takes the viewer and realize, makes you realize just how powerful this, like, area of the MCU is, is they look at infinity infinity stones as like nothing as trinkets. Yeah. Well, and um, what's cool is that they do that through Loki. So you and Loki are experiencing this together. Yeah. You both know how powerful the infinity stones are, the Tesseract and, and Steph even pointed out that there was a sling ring in there too. Was there from Dr. Strange? Yeah. But it, you just, 
you both and like not only is there infinity stones in there, there's like four power stones. There's yeah. like three time stones. Yeah, there's a, there's a huge huge amount of uh, of repaints in the in that drawer there. Yeah, yeah, it's just like like that was like one of the moment, and that like is kind of the catalyst for Loki as it moves forward, and it it uh, it was just really bizarre to see, but it it just showed you what kind of adventure we're going on mm-hmm. yeah I, I i totally agree with that that was probably like one of my top favorite moments i was like wow this like really cemented in that like we know what those stones can do together and they they just they Meh. do nothing they don't whatever it's infinity stones it's not a big deal yeah why are you making a big deal out of everything what did you think of that uh yeah actually this is also my second favorite moment, uh, I referred to it because I like to come up with cute little names for the scenes, uh, was when you teach a man about a fish. Um, so, yeah, and, and then it got me thinking. It was like, oh, wait, so the reference to the Avengers su- supposed to, or they were supposed to have broken the timeline. Yeah. Was this part of the plan with that? Did they just come scoop up some spare Infinity Stones? Was that, like... Plan C out of Plan A through Z for trying to defeat Thanos. D- does that come into play here? Who knows? But yeah, just to see the scope of the power of the TVA um, and to see that recognition and kind of the, the resignation on Loki's face as he like thinks through it. You're like, oh, yeah, he realizes he's he's pretty much screwed. There's no getting out of this. But he still like takes a tesseract with him. He's like, yeah. He's still my buddy. I'm gonna take it. It's almost like he he, he treats the the tesseract as like his last hope. Yeah. That like I it, was it, hoping it, you were gonna say Binky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no. Yeah. yeah that's that's like actually it. a way better uh, way. It's essentially his 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 uh, his Binky. Yeah. It's his security blanket to like his last possible uh, uh, quote unquote rule or throne. You can't see the quotations I did because it was off of the camera. But it's where I squeeze into a closet. But <laughs> but yeah, well, no, like it, it really kind of cemented in there that like it was it was that was it. Like he was gripping onto the tesseract, and after that, he had nothing. Well, like and two, what I love about that scene as well is you realize how powerful the they are, but also at the same time they're typing on typewriters. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like everything in that place is analog, which is insane. I mean, it gets, it makes me pop because like it's just it's visually uh, jaw dropping just to see all the moving parts of an analog thing. Like it, I feel like it's a it's way more of a cue to the visual of the eye than like just having like a normal everyday computer or having like a you know a Stark esque kind of like technology going on. Um, to it's the like, hey, we're that, all powerful. Yep, but we also have ties and typewriters, and yep. it's very mundane paperwork. Yep, that's this yeah. big. Yeah, <laughs> the that other was, thing I, was, I like note, about that was it. great too. The here's everything you ever said. What and this <laughs> and this and it's a, like uh, well, what what were those things called? The big uh, oh shoot, I can't remember what they're called. It's like a dot printers or something oh, like that. Yeah. Um. Where they were all loud and shit. I remember those from elementary. Yeah, I was at a car dealership <laughs> yesterday, and uh, they still print the financial forms oh on those. So God. I got very happy to hear the call back again. Oh, was great. But yeah, I also love, I mean, it gives me, once again, calling back to WandaVision, which we already know is my favorite so far of the series. 
Um, it just gives you vibes of that. Like that was part of my favorite things watching WandaVision was just looking at how they decorated the sets and everything that they found to do it. And so looking at the TVA, I just love it so much that they went through all this painstaking detail to decorate it like it's a 1960s office. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they're all knowing timekeepers and Minutemen. And it, yeah, it's just so nice. So mm -hmm. nice. My final one is um, the who stole the time turner, which is a Harry Potter term, but I don't know what they call it. The reset. Oh, the reset. The, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I totally seen that happen, by the way. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going to boast right now. Like, <laughs> he helps him up, and I was like, he just grabbed the, the looper thing. Mm. And she, like, Janelle's like, what? What? And I go, Loki just grabbed the reset. And she's like, no, he did it. And all of a sudden, he uses it. I go, I fucking told you. She's like, how did you even see it? I go, what was this? Been like now 12 years. I go, I've learned to watch Loki when he fucking does that bullshit now. Like, I've gotten to that level of Thor where it's like I don't trust you. Like you're gonna, you're you're looking for a conniving way to get out of here already. Yeah. So but just, I just watch him. Yeah, it purely entertaining. It's truly not even like a, ooh, this is a good uh, plot mover or anything, or it's deep uh, emotional storyline. No, it's just entertaining how he just reloops the lady over and over again, and she's just getting more frustrated every mm -hmm. single time. Uh, it's, it's just entertaining. Just Loki being Loki. It's just Loki yeah. being Loki. It's I just, just Loki being Loki. Exactly. I love, I love taking us back to that, you know, delightful little prankster. I remember way back when when first saw Thor, the first Thor, and I remember once again fast or you know rewinding to our days at the movie theater, and I remember I think I was talking to like Tony Yu and I think maybe Brian about it, one of the managers, and telling you guys like, listen, like I don't know what it was, but like Loki in this movie was phenomenal like and i i the part i always go to is the part where they're arguing on the bifrost yeah and he's like arguing he's so mad but he also has tears just coming down his eyes i'm like that's acting yeah <laughs> that's good acting that's and I, I i think that scene i mean like i said it's just pure loki like everything you need to know about loki is in that scene mm -hmm. you know the trusting and then also the slide of <laughs> yeah <laughs> loki at his best i'd say yeah Truly. yeah i uh but uh yeah i thought he was definitely when he when he did that i thought he was definitely out of there like a hundred percent like i thought that he was gonna actually get out of there but it turns out that it, it was a failure failure move i did enjoy him getting a little bit of payback on uh what's her face the, like the main guard yeah i just I would, kept yeah yeah i i enjoyed that because she she was i can't say the word i don't think on on youtube so i i, I thought I he was gonna like word. by doing it he was gonna find a new way of using that thing where it like yeah somehow like displaced them like out of time completely or something but no he just like backed her like ever so many minutes or whatever but mm -hmm. it was still pretty cool to see that tool being used in that way and i hope we see more inventive ways of it being used i just want to add a side note here i'm not like the biggest like owen wilson fan but i'm actually really enjoying owen wilson in this um he kind of has like a darjeeling limited mixed with like wedding crashers feel to him and like i feel like the the balance of those two characters are like pretty pristine and to the point where I was actually sitting back and going, yeah, you know what? I, I don't want to punch you in the face. Like, this is, I'm enjoying you. Yeah, I have a limited um, 
patience for Owen Wilson and a lot of things, but I like I I I enjoy his character in this. Also, the gray hair. I don't know how how I feel about it because in my mind, Owen Wilson is perpetually like thirty four. <laughs> But with gray hair, he's got to be mid 40s, 50. So, right. yeah. I just love that there's now a Marvel legend of Owen Wilson. I know. I, know. <laughs> I was like so tempted to buy it just to be like, it's it's freaking Owen Wilson. Like, why not? Yeah. Um, like, I mean, that has to be pretty cool for him. Like, yeah. you know, somebody who like came from, he, you know, obviously had his dark patch there for a while. A uh, few years ago, but now it's like, oh, now he's in the MCU and he has his own action figure. Yeah, yeah. right like, out that's, the gate. Like, I, I cannot, I, I can't even fathom, like, as an actor or anything, like, how cool it is to get something like your own action figure. I know there's some people that are, like, slightly off put by it. Right. But I mean, at the same time, it's like, how cool is that? Like, you just go to the store, like, hey, there I am. <laughs> um, Buy it. What, another weird Owen Wilson factor in this is, like, I feel like most movies that Owen was is in, they always light his face very evenly where like the MCU uses dramatic lighting. And there was, I think it's a point where he's like talking. I think he's talking to the kid in the church and he's, he's uh, half lit. So he's lit from the window and it makes his nose look even like more severely broken than what it is because you can actually see like the brake line in the bridge I noticed uh, because, that because you have the shadow casting over here. So it grabs that line where it's actually like was broken. And I'm like, whoa, you look crazy. I did notice that because his I mean, his nose is like something I'm so used to. Like, right. I don't even really notice it anymore. It's kind of like uh, Bob's Burgers. Like, I don't even notice that there are men doing voices for the <laughs> women. I just kind of have accepted it like that. Is, yeah, that is the show. That is how it is. And That's I just a female on. talking. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like the same. Like I just I've accepted it. I'm I'm used to it. But I did notice like there was one screen cap I saw where like you could see that line, and I was like, that always been like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. It was it was insane. I mean, it kind of shows the severity of that that injury, I guess. Third, third, third and part. probably favorite moment was, uh, and which is funny because Christy had mentioned like it wasn't like a the thing with the stones wasn't like a super emotional scene or anything uh was actually when loki was basically reliving the alternate loki's life yes. and yes. why that's so cool is it also kind of because this loki isn't the loki we saw in endgame that's very right. clear like yeah. he's especially like he's off he's fresh off his loss from the avengers he's very angry but then he gets to relive these moments that kind of shaped the loki that we got by the time infinity war rolled around Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he ain't going to try some sly shit at some point, but it did feel like that kind of like brought him up to where we were with him as a character because he is this very multi-surface, multi-dimensional, complex character. Probably one of the more complex characters I think that the MCU has. Mm-hmm. Um, But just having him go through relive like all those like huge moments and once again, seeing that stuff from the MCU where it's like, yes, these TV shows are TV shows, but it is MCU. Like, right. this is part of that. Um, and just seeing him emote, once again, acting <laughs> through all of it, you know. Uh, and, and if I remember correctly, like at the end, like he's sort of smiling. So there's part of me that's like, OK, is he up to something? Is there something he learned from this? 
or Sonus that he's going <laughs> to use to his advantage because that's what they've done with the Loki character for so long. You yeah. can't yeah. fully trust him. Yeah, yeah. you're just I like mean, even, Thor. Even in Infinity War, when we see him get choked out, like me personally, I was like, he ain't dead. He coming back. Yeah, but this really it's cemented in that he he dead. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> he he dead. But the the like you said, the emotion that. Like he he the emotional roller coaster literally because it was like it's like the cliff notes version of what we all seen, um, and how and great seeing, that it was all shot just like the MCU. Yeah, and it was it was pretty. It was I I felt the the tingle in the nose oh, like no. when he's when he's watching it and like he's like having all these like a reactions. Like well, I mean, uh, hell yeah! Like imagine if someone like took you and replayed like some of your like worst moments right like up oh, here's where your mom died because of you yep. yeah. here's where your dad died because of you <laughs> it's like oh yep. and that kind of yeah that'll lead into more owen wilson talk but uh i thought it was really cool like that they were just we kept waiting for it too when they were showing him like all the stuff from the 2012 avengers and Steph mm-hmm. kept going she's like are they gonna show like she'd be like oh they're gonna start showing him more are they going to start showing them what happens? And then they would kind of go away and then they come back and they go away. And then they come back. It's like, okay, now they're doing it. So when he was like finally fast forwarding through all that good thing, he knew like where to stop. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> but when he was going through all of it, I was like, okay, cool. Like this is, he's having like all this character progression in this few moments mm-hmm. just by seeing all these things that he's done. Like they even, sh- they even showed like his, his reconciliation with Thor, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. That was all pretty, like it was crazy. Because when you break it down, you're watching each individual movie. You see these moments; they're almost kind of like a minuscule in in in, in the grand scheme of that movie, you know. Um, and but then you take something like this and you combine it all in like the a, a greatest hits format, and you're like, Jesus Christ! Like this guy really was in the shits through this whole movie. Like, like if you did it with Thor too, like yep, I think you could do that with any of them. Yeah. Well, and and that's the funny thing is, I saw somebody post something today on Facebook about uh, the Royal Oak Theater and uh, closing being closed. What? Apparently, the Royal Oak Main Art Theater is now closed. Uh, I guess there was some sort of dispute with the landlords. But he posted something about like, hey, is there any other art theaters around where I don't have to go and see the same regurgitated? reboot superhero movie stuff and it's kind of like it's easy for people to write off superhero movies as just these fantastical adventures and just it's all about the action and the effects and this and that but Mm -hmm. no there's actual character well at least in marvel there's actual (laughs) character development in a lot of these characters like you you look at loki you look at thor you look at tony stark uh cap like they've all had these specific beats and these character changes where you don't really appreciate them when you sit down and you just like watch a movie like, oh, I'm going to watch Winter Soldier today or oh, I'm going to watch Civil War. I'm going to watch Iron Man 3. Bam, bam, bam. And then but if you sit and you really look at the grand perspective, of you're like, oh, wow, no, they did some great things with those characters like Tony Stark. Like, you know, him being the one to do the snap like that shows mm-hmm. the ultimate character progression. Yeah. Yeah. I every time I see that scene, just even the tidbit, like what flashes through my head is the the moment in the first Avengers where him and Steve are arguing about, you know, always a way out, never never the one to be the man to lay on the wire. And I'm like, yeah. how 
we went from this to this. Because he even says, like, oh, yeah, I'd rather cut the wire. But yeah. hell, even yeah. at the end of Avengers, there already is kind of that character progression where he's like, all right, I'm going to take this nuke through the wormhole. Yeah. All right, so big big theorized, big big thing that people keep texting me about um, the ending of the show. Yes. We see a hooded figure that takes out a, another clan of the time agents. Uh, and we know that apparently there's another, you know, Loki running around causing havoc through the timeline. Do you think the shadowy figure? Yes. Is <laughs> Loki. Didn't even finish. Now. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, we, we all think it's Loki. Do you think it's Tom Hiddleston Loki? No. I think it's a female Loki. Me too. Oh. I think I think we're gonna hit the female yeah, Loki. Fan <laughs> That's the only fan theory I have about the whole thing. It's like because like I'm I watching mean, it. It, it won't make or break the show if it's not. But right. No. I mean I've already heard like heard rumors that there will be like a female version of Loki in the show. So yeah. it seems like that would be kind of an interesting way to go. Okay, yeah, catch me digging through IMDb three episodes in, trying to figure it out, because already, that's what we did with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I, I already did it, and there's a couple of, like, non... Uh, there's there's people that are on the the cast, but they don't have character names. Oh. So I was like, all right. And I was kind of looking through there. Nothing huge or anything. I didn't put any theories in, into work, but I was just, like, that silhouette, I was like, I'm sorry to, you know, maybe sound like a like a shallow person or anything like that, but that looked like a female silhouette. It's more petite. I mean, yeah. Tom Hiddleston is by no means like a Chris Hemsworth size right. yeah. person, but it, yeah, they look shorter in stature than, than Hiddleston does. Oh uh, yeah. Exciting. I'm ready for some Loki on Loki action. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. I, uh, which leads me kind of fluid. Yeah, that, that, that was, was gonna, yeah. I was going to segue into this. People making the, this a big freaking deal, uh, you know and losing their minds it's, over it's it. Steph mentioned, like, was that? He's a god. Like, I don't understand. Like, what, what the fuck's the big deal? And then well, I go, you understand that Loki's been like, I, I've rattled this off like twenty times now. I was like, he's been a female. He goes, he's been a male. I was like, motherfucker's been like a polar bear. He's been a frog. Kid? I go, I think so. I don't know. He anyway, he doesn't have one. Sp- there's there's no like rule saying every time Ragnarok happens everything changes. I mean there was probably about what I don't know how long the stint was where Loki was actually female in the comics. Yeah. Well, I've, and what's funny is like Stefan mentioned that that was like one of the big takeaways people were taking from it when they were posting on Twitter or posting on like Instagram and stuff like that. Like that's the only thing she saw before yeah. I watched it, and I was like, oh man. I was like, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. So we, the episode came, we watched it. It didn't even process in my mind that I didn't no. see the reference. And then I, the next day I saw like somebody like post his file where it said very, very small gender fluid. That was it. That, that was, was it. it. It wasn't like shoved down your throat or like, look at it. It was just literally like gender fluid. Move yeah. On. Ma- making a mountain out of a molehill. Just again. like you all should do. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, that, that was that was kind of my other segue. Um, so, I've also asked you guys to name your MVPs of of the episode. So this is this is where it's going to get fun. I, this is like my favorite moment. So, Christy, what what is, what who was your MVP of episode one of Loki? All right, it's not directly a person. It is more of a uh, overarching concept that Marvel seems to be exploring now. 
and piggybacking on Mike's uh, last favorite moment of watching yourself die, etc. <laughs> um, my current MVP is the accidental therapy Marvel's putting us all through with these series. <laughs> Making us face our own demons in yeah. the ways of our characters. Just reliving your traumas and coming to some big realizations <laughs> over it. Free therapy. Thanks, Marvel. Uh, really making <laughs> us think about our bullshit. Um, Mike, who was, who was your MVP of this episode? Um, it's kind of funny because we already kind of talked about it, but like oh, uh, Owen Wilson, he surprised me a lot in this. And the thing is, is whenever you cast an actor like that, because Owen Wilson, he has a very distinct, like you were saying, like he has a look to him. Yep. He has a way that he talks mm-hmm. where it's distinctly Owen Wilson. Yeah. So when you cast somebody like that in a role like this, in this kind of universe, you worry that you're just going to see Owen Wilson. Right. Like they've yeah. already done a good job of me seeing him. Okay. He's Mobius. Mm-hmm. And people now are even theorizing that he may have a more uh, sinister uh, agenda because pe- some people were saying that his interaction with Loki in the room they said he was he was kind of pulling off some manipulative stuff yeah he was kind of fluffing him a little bit like kind of you know uh, whatever but I just think when you can take an actor like that and, and put him in this world and where you can see past the actor and I think I think he's going to be a lot of fun and there's we already got a taste the chemistry with him and Hiddleston it's there that yeah. synergy, if you will. <laughs> That's what happens after we get done recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I, you you were talking, and a thought popped in my head, and maybe one of you can confirm it. Did Owen Wilson let out one? Wow, no, not, not that yet. I can remember. Because trust me, I was I was waiting for it. But we got five like, episodes to go, baby. What was that? I know we got, we, we got a lot of time to say. Oh. Plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of time. So my MVP of the ep- episode is when Loki first arrives and he's signing everything that he ever said. The cat in the room. Yes, thank you. That's my MVP. I decided to sign the cat, and I was like, "Oh, watch! There's going to be fan theory, theories, fan theories." Oh, look! Is that a flurkin? Yeah, that crossed my mind. I was like, "Is it a flurkin?" Because. Well, yeah. I, I, the only flurkin I've ever seen in the comic books is uh, Goose, what, what, I forget or a Chewy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, of course, of course, that popped in my head. Like, oh, is it is it a flurkin? All I know is he, he was cute and cuddly, and I wanted to squeeze him. <laughs> yeah, decided much for you. if I ever show up in the Marvel universe, that's going to be my character as the guy sitting or the person sitting behind a desk with a stack of paperwork, just very plainly saying, "Stop talking." Sign the paperwork and get out of here, so I can go back to you've already done hanging out with my cat. You've you've already done years of research on the subject. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I did think was funny. One side thing to think about is we watched something after we watched the episode about the first episode, and they pointed out something very intriguing that I didn't really think about. But like, not just with Loki, but with all time variants, like they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Loki didn't know that he was unknowingly becoming like a time fugitive by doing that. He just saw his window and he took it. Yeah. The Avengers are the one that messed everything up. <laughs> Don't give me yeah. the whole they were meant to. This was a direct, direct uh, 
situation that happened because of what the Avengers did. Yeah, it if was the a domino effect. If the Avengers supposed to do this, then wasn't Loki supposed to do this? Because now we're getting into it where they're like, nope, everything's predetermined. There's no free will. What? <laughs> what about when Doctor Strange does the time thing? That's what it was with fans. Darmamu, I've come to bargain. What is that? <laughs> or when he looks through like all the different futures and there's like, you know, oh, there's all these outcomes. We win one. What's that? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't know. This is why you can't think about time travel. Yeah. Your brain what, will explode. What, what, I got, what I have to say is we still have five episodes left. I know. And then comes in my fan theory of the episode, since we talked about how I'm going to sit back and not do them. <laughs> uh, is, is the TVA the real villain here? I feel like they're, they're manipulative. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't feel like they're a, 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 a power of good, technically. Yeah. Well, that's the is thing. this a like, social commentary? Like in disguise. The gray thing, especially when, once again, you say, like, they're they're t- trying to say, like, oh, everything's predetermined, so there's no free will. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a very noble thing, yeah. just to no. protect the sacred timeline. And I think, yeah, I mean, if this doesn't get you more pumped for Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness and all that jazz, whew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then Loki even contradicts that statement when he's going through his... Um, little greatest hits clip when he says that people are there's always two paths there's always a fork in the road and the wrong path is always chosen mm-hmm. um so it's it's like i've had the ability people have had the ability to choose the wrong path the entire time so what's changed now uh so i think yeah my brain's gonna explode if i go any deeper into trying to think I about did like the one the one comment they did where owen wilson tells him like you weren't in, you weren't born to rule. You were born to make people be their best selves. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, what a kick in the dick that must be. Yeah, <laughs> you you're were just, meant to accomplish nothing. Is to make other people great. Yeah, <laughs> kind of comforting, I guess, but not really. But I think that'll do it for for this episode. This recap of uh, uh episode one of Loki, and. uh I'm excited. But, of course, if you're not following us on social media, I don't know what you're doing with your life, so make sure you're following us on social media. And make sure you subscribe, hit that like button, all that jazz, so that the algorithm stops you know, making us uh, just getting kicked in the groin repeatedly. Uh, and until next time, I'll see y'all later. Uh, bye-bye.